Hi there, and welcome to Pod Rocket, a web development podcast brought to you by LogRocket. LogRocket helps software teams improve user experience with session replay, error tracking, and product analytics. Try it for free at logrocket.com today. My name is Paul, and joining with us is Eddie Vink. Eddie is a software engineer with over six years of experience with a focus on front-end development. And we're going to be digging into front-end development indeed today. We're going to be talking about Astro, one of the coolest kids on the block these days. And we've had several episodes about Astro on Pod Rocket, but I'm extra excited for this one today because we're going to be digging in with Eddie specifically because he is an expert in front-end development how you're using it as a developer, what is makes Astro great for the end user, for us as developers. So I'm really excited to get in. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Yeah, thank you. What makes Astro great? Personally, I've been using it for a while now. So I first built my personal website with it. And that was really a straightforward experience for me. And that's why I ended up sticking with it. I I have given a few conference talks about Astro at this point because I like it so much. And I've also worked on a theme that I made for Astro, which is something I wanted to try. And that, that has been a very good experience so far. Do you feel like it's been a good experience because of the end product? Is it a good experience for you as a developer? Like, I'm sure all of these things you like because Astro is great in a lot of veins here. But which one of those bars on the bar chart in terms of good experience, stands the highest for you? I decided to check Astro out because the end product was good, very fast websites. But then when I tried it, it also ended up being a very pleasant developer experience. So so when I started looking into Astro, I just decided to go with an existing theme so they have this themes directory on their website, and they have a bunch of them on there. And I, I just picked one of the more popular ones for a blog, and I just started working with that one. I completely customized it in the end, but all I really did was just look at the code in the theme that I picked and see how those things were working together. And that's all I really ended up needing. I didn't really need to look at the documentation very much because... I also had prior experience with a bunch of other frameworks. So there are some similarities there, of course, because they all learn from each other. So for my own website, most of the time was just spent on customizing things and not necessarily learning the ins and outs of Astro. And that's so after a while, it just clicked like, hey, I'm just like creating value instead of learning another tool. So it's, it's very easy to pick up. That's interesting, that take that you just presented, where you felt like you didn't need to learn the tool necessarily. You didn't need to go to class, buy a course to use it. It was one of those things you could learn naturally without being a super hardcore JavaScript person. Oh, yeah, for sure. There, there are some things that they've taken from, for example, Next.js, like a function that is called get static paths. And if you're f- familiar with Next.js, it's basically... So you have like your website and then slash blog and then slash titles of blog posts or page numbers if you're doing pagination. So it creates those types of pages dynamically. That one might be tricky if you haven't seen that before. But then again, if you just go with an existing theme, then it's already going to be implemented. So you don't need to really dive deep into it anyway. 
So that's also what I recommend for anyone looking into Astro. You know, you could just start with a blank project, but if you just go with a theme, then just pick one that has 90% of what you need, take some inspiration for how that's working, and then implement the rest or look at the documentation as well. Documentation is also very helpful. Now, like I mentioned, we've had several episodes on Pod Rocket about Astro. Like even some people who were part of the founding team uh, of Astro. So, if you want, if you're listening and you want to learn about the core value prop of Astro, or maybe some fundamentals about why is this different, you can definitely check out some of those episodes. And, and Eddie, of a feel free, of course, to if you want to like start to delve into any of those topics. I just want to remind listeners that we have those other pieces of content out there. Because, like I mentioned in this episode specifically, I would love to talk uh, about using it, the ins- some of the intricacies of using it, because you have s- so much experience, Eddie. And one of those things that people are probably familiar with Astro is the whole like fast by default, no JavaScript by default. How do we do that? Islands architecture. Astro offers this new way to think about how we're putting JavaScript on the page. For somebody that's new to Islands architecture, and they're trying to wrap their heads around, or maybe they use and they want to level up their use case. Could you talk to me a little bit about some of the challenges of the first times you took an existing like reactive model and tried to put into Islands architecture? And then ancillary to that, are there like paradigms of development that people use in existing apps like global state, uh, Redux, things like this? How do you bridge the gap between those requirements and making them work in Astro? So there's multiple parts to that question. So I guess we can start with the basics. So if you want to have JavaScript in your Astro projects, you can do that with just dot Astro components. Those components basically allow you to just write vanilla JavaScript or TypeScript in like a script tag. If you want something more complex, then you can also use JavaScript libraries like React, Vue, Angular or frameworks, if you want to call them that. Let's not get into that. But you can also use components from, for example, SolidJS, which is one of the first libraries that I tried using. And Azure lets you import, for example, a SolidJS component into Astro components or pages. And that will basically, by default, it's just going to be a library that you can use to render some HTML. But if you add a client directive on the component tag, which is basically a prop that you can pass into it. So it's similar to that. So it can be like client colon load, client idle, client visible. There's a bunch of them. And those client directives basically let you decide how you want to render. When do you want to load the JavaScript and how do you want it to load? So for example, there's client load that will just load the JavaScript right away. There's client idle that will wait until the browser is idle, which can be beneficial in some use cases. And there's uh, another really cool one that is called client visible. And that will basically wait until a component is visible on the page. So if the user never sees the component, for example, if they're scrolling on a page, then they don't have to load the JavaScript, which is pretty cool. So those are some of the ways that you can optimize loading it. So once the JavaScript is loaded, it basically becomes what they call an island. So Astra has this thing that they call the islands architecture. And that basically allows you to render a, for example, SolidJS or React or Vue component right there. 
And that component could be an entire tree of components, of course. So it could be like a small application. So you mentioned, for example, Redux. So you could definitely use something like that within that subtree. But there's also some libraries that I'm not actively using it myself, but there are, I forget the name, but there's some documentation about how you can communicate with these different subtrees of components or different Astro islands and how you can communicate between them with a global state. So would you say that in general, if there's somebody in a different ecosystem who has a very specific use case, it could, in all intents and purposes, be replicated in the Astro model? Yes, I think so. Of course, as always, it depends. But it basically, if it can be a... For example, a just client-side application. There are people that have decided, for example, all right, I'm going to use Astro to start my React projects from now on. So it's basically replacing Create React app for them. So it's just like Astro application, one giant React.js, Astro island, and that's it, right? So you can do that. But yeah, you can also have multiple different islands and there's multiple ways of going about it. So what what you will typically see is, for example, content-focused websites with a little bit of dynamic components sprinkled in between like mostly static stuff. So for example, a search bar, that, that could be something that's more dynamic. So Eddie, in general, would you say that the Astro is a, would you call it a server-first framework? That's a good question. So they started out, as mostly a static site generator, eventually they added support for ser- basically server-side rendering. It's kind of similar to other frameworks in that regard. So you can have both. You can have just static rendering. You can have server rendering. And you can even combine them in the same project, which is called hybrid rendering. And you can basically decide that in your Astro config. So you can select an output method And if you decide to go with hybrid, then you can have this in your Astro components, for example, you can export a variable called pre-render. And if you set that to false, then it will not pre-render a page, for example. So if it is true, then it's just going to be a static page or a static endpoint. But if it's false, then it will just run every time, maybe if you're connected to a database and then doing some database calls or doing some other dynamic things, then it will just do that on every request. And if it's a static page, then it will just do that at build time. So I guess you could say Astro is very content focused and it's very focused on building these mostly content heavy websites. So blogs, marketing websites, e-commerce, so with that in mind, it's definitely, I, I would definitely call it more server first, but also I guess static websites, a build system is still server. So yeah, server first, and you can add, add additional client side functionality to add some more dynamic parts. But I, I would say that, so if you're comparing it to something like Next.js or Nuxt, those definitely seem more geared towards building these web applications, right? So Astro is definitely more focused on just doing these content-focused websites, not necessarily applications. So they have been moving towards more dynamic 
features. Ever since I did my first conference talk, they have been adding more stuff. For example, the API routes, uh, which they call server endpoints, and also a client-side router so they can have these animations when you navigate between pages, for example. So they have been adding these features that allow you to make more dynamic applications. Like you could have a multi-page application or a giant Astro Island that just communicates with your Astro endpoints. But at the core, I would say it's still very much a server-first kind of framework. So if you were taking an example of a Next.js project, what you get in that bundle is you have server-to-client rendering and hydration, and you have the endpoints built in. And at the end of the day, all of that, you could still equally with the same level of maintainability do in Astro. But what you just described, Eddie, we would have an island, could be your whole React app if you wanted. And the endpoints could be those endpoints. What, what do they call them? Roots? I forget uh, what the Astro team likes to call them. The endpoints, they are called server endpoints. Server endpoints. One thing that I, I noticed in one of your presentations, Eddie, is you said Astro could be better than create React, React app for bootstrapping your project. Do you foresee people like using Astro as their React boilerplate? They're saying, listen, Astro is great. Maybe I will use a content collection someday, but I'm just making a React app and I'll start it with Astro. Do you see that becoming a reality? Is it a reality in, in what you see right now in the field? Professionally, I am not using Astro at work, so I cannot talk about that. But I have definitely spoken to people that have said, that they are just using Astro to bootstrap React or SolidJS application, for example, in just one giant Astro island. So there's definitely people doing that. So in my talk, I said, you can definitely do that, but you need to think about if it will work for you. So Astro is, like I mentioned, they are adding more features to make dynamic projects more feasible. But I would say if you're going to make a very complex project, you need to think about if just having a giant client-side component, for example, or component tree would be suitable for your needs. So with, for example, React, you have these server components right now. And so if you need something like that, I, I guess it would be a more streamlined experience uh, with something like Next. With the server components right now, I, I, it might even be impossible with Astro. I don't know. I haven't tried but yeah, if you just need to have some server rendered React component that is dynamic and like maybe has some client components, it might be better to go with something else. But for Astro projects, it can definitely be a good choice to start for, with a application where you would know that a client-side application will be all you need like a back office application that doesn't need any SEO, for example. So you can just render everything on the client if you want to. That's totally fine. You drew a line in the sand, Eddie, saying like a web application, they're notably different. And they are, but there, there's a lot of things that we would call a web application that indeed are very finely served by one giant client-side component tree. It works just fine and we're not loading crazy data. Love to talk a little bit about where you see the Astro framework heading. You know, it's new. People are wondering, hey, what I do now, will it be maintainable? in a couple of years down the line. Before we do that, I want to remind our listeners that if you're building a web application 
or you're working on one that's been going for a while. You know, you can use Astro, put it in one big client island, separate into islands. doesn't matter what you do. If you want to get more intel on how people are using it, errors in your application, no matter what framework, you should check out LogRocket because LogRocket lets you look at what your users are doing, full session replay, things like heat maps and data-driven insights that you might have missed. So you can spend more time developing, exploring your frameworks, exploring your core product and value proposition in less time in our least favorite place, the debug console. So head over to logrocket.com today and check it out for free. So Eddie, moving on towards the future, if people are looking at Astro, eyeing it for their new project, and they're saying, all right, they're working on these new dynamic features, these new progressive features, what's something that you feel the community has been voicing that's still missing that is being worked on that might get people excited? So personally, I haven't had that many requests of, hey, I need this, otherwise I cannot build my project. But I was looking at the roadmap earlier. So they have a public roadmap on GitHub and you can see which discussions have been accepted. They have these approval stages and you can see which ones are accepted. So some of the accepted proposals are one that is called about basically rendering dot astro components to strings. They want to make it easier to do that because sometimes you might want to, for example, test and with React, you could have uh, a component that you render to a string so you can do snapshot testing, for example, with all these testing frameworks. That's something that I think is still hard to do with Astro. And there are some other some other things that, oh yeah, one of them was rendering SVG files as a component in your Astro component. So that's, you know, you can do that in some other frameworks, just import the SVG and use it as a component. That's just one of those quality of life improvements that people want to have in their projects. So that's, of course, very convenient. And so there's a lot that they are working on. Some of the things that I wish they had. So I gave my first conference talk about Astro in May 2023. So it's now February 2024. So in the in that time, they have added so many new things that I wish they had at first. So I was able to incorporate those things like the view transitions, for example, into my talk at a later date. So things move fast with Astro. And seeing as they have been working on adding these more dynamic features, I think I'm not like an Astro Core member, right? So I'm not officially associated with them. I'm just a fan, really. So I, I don't know if they have internal discussions or not, but I could see them moving towards more dynamic stuff in the feed and if in the futures to enable you to create even more dynamic applications with these. I guess you mentioned you're not on the core team, but would you want Eddie Astro to get to the same level of dynamic activity as something like a React framework? Would that be good for the framework? Bad for the framework? Is there a limit to how much you want to see in terms of the dynamic vector in which it's being built? That's a very good question. So I think that one of the strengths of Astro is actually that it's very focused on the things that it is good at now. So making these content focused websites. So maybe they want to add some more dynamic things in the future, but it shouldn't be. So I, I believe that this focus on that type of application website 
is actually what separates Astro from the other ones, the other frameworks, for example. Some of them are trying to be the go-to for everything, right? So you can do web applications, websites, you name it. Even just using them as, like you would use Express.js to create an API, you can do that. But I think that Astro should definitely stick to being very great at building these content-focused websites because that's also what separates them from the rest. If it's just going to be another framework that wants to do everything, then it might not be as great anymore. And if, I don't know, I'm just speculating here, but if they are allowed to have that focus, then they can make, I think they would be able to make better decisions on what they should and shouldn't do. And also provide a better, more streamlined developer experience because, hey, we are Astro. We know you want, you probably want a content focused website so they can gear all their documentation towards building those types of experience, for example. Otherwise, you're going to have this kind of split, right? So you need to support both use cases. And there is a technically a, a company behind Astro. I don't know if they make money yet. I, I don't know anything about that. They have sponsors, but besides that, I don't know. But. Yeah, t- tough question. But uh, <laughs> in summary, it's great that Astro is very good at what it does. And we're welcoming dynamic features, but with caution, because we want to make sure to keep a good developer experience. On that same topic of dynamic, should it be? Uh, maybe people listening, they say, I do a server-side load right here. Eddie just said, forget it. If you want to do server-side, Astro may not be for you. I'm, I'm overstating here, not a direct quote. It might be difficult to replicate that in Astro, but do you really need that server-side endpoint? And I, I wonder if you feel like other frameworks, and we, we don't have to name drop here because there's like a lot that do the same sort of thing. Do you feel like other frameworks are overcomplicating what developers think they need and maybe you could build the same exact thing at the same level of fidelity in something that's way more boiled down and simpler, like Astro. So with Astro, like I mentioned, I believe it's good that it's very focused and that allows you to have a better, more streamlined developer experience to create those specific types of experiences on the web. So I guess... I think that having a focus for a framework like that is definitely very beneficial. Well, do you feel like developers, the developer body in general in web today are overshooting the feature set that they need to accomplish the UX that they want to deliver? Like if I'm a beginner web developer and I say, hey, I need this and I need that. The first thing you'll find a lot of times is, hey, here's how you do this with top tier JavaScript framework in this framework, uh, in this top ecosystem, right? That's probably where I'm going to end up. I'm going to do it that way. I'm going to go pull a component from NPM or something. Do you feel like that there is an oversaturation of that sort of development and things can, in essence, be boiled down to do that which they actually need, which would fit holistically in an Astro model? Do you think that there's a difference in that developer body of how we're structuring things out there? I, th- I would say so. And of course, with React, there has been uh, some discourse of you know, people that don't... Like the initial response, for example, server components was a bit mixed, uh, I guess you could say. People seemed to be a little worried about React changing focus. So not necessarily that it would be a problem 
to have both the client and the server stuff at the same time, but people seem to be a bit worried about the direction where things are going. So I guess you could say that there is some things to be said about ha having a great focus because it's also this perception of people that want to use your tool, right? So if you just do everything, then which parts do you do a little bit better than the other parts that you support? So yeah, with Astro, it's just great. I think it's just great that they have this narrow focus. They're very explicit about that. And of course, other frameworks also have focus, but they also seem to just do everything, some of them at least. And that, that can be confusing because then you have this giant hammer, right? And the, everything just starts to look like a nail, as they say. So maybe that's how I ended up at Astro because I was trying to create a website with a JavaScript framework and it just seemed a bit overkill. So I heard great things about Astro and I forget which conference it was, but I believe I saw a talk there about Astro's slightly after I had heard some things about it online and it just looked very great to me. So I just started using it and that's how I, I ended up liking it very much. And then when I started working with it, I noticed that they had this great focus on these content focused websites. And personally, that was just very nice to me. Like, like I mentioned, the documentation, it was all geared towards this one end goal. You, you come there with a goal. And everything is geared towards that goal. And it's, that just makes the entire experience from going from no Astro experience, but a need to have a portfolio website or a blog from going from that point to the end result of a live website on the internet. That, that was very smooth and a very nice experience because of that focus. So yeah, I totally could see that. What sort of things are advertised in the public facing stuff on GitHub of the released notes um, that's coming up that you personally are excited about, Eddie. Is there anything that you're going to use? New APIs or anything like that sitting here in February of 2024? Right. So when I gave my latest Astro talk, the latest version of it, it was still version 4.2. So that was last week. Now they're on 4.3. Uh, for example, they are working on better support for multilingual websites. So that's something that's really cool. I don't know if I need it right now, but if I'm building a content-focused website and I know that it might need to be translated to a different language, so I'm Dutch, so if I am, but my website's in English, so maybe I want to easily add a Dutch version of my site at some point. So that's something I could start thinking about right now. So yeah, they're constantly working on these new cool features that, again, are very focused on content-focused websites. And I think that's awesome. If people wanted to learn about Astro, would you recommend a tutorial? I'm going to guess no, because you, you say jump into it and just build. Would you recommend they just start building? What's the best path forward? All right. Uh, I guess there's multiple paths. So I was jumping into Astro as a somewhat experienced developer. So if you've worked with any front-end framework before, maybe a static site generator, I would say just go ahead. You've already deployed something to the internet before you, but even then just take a template and try to make that work. Templates, great. Yeah. But otherwise their documentation is phenomenal. They have 
lot of pages in there, but you don't need to read all of them at all. They also have some tutorials in the documentation to create some websites with Astro. And if you like more visual stuff, then of course there's a lot of online content available as well on YouTube. If you've been to a conference before or are attending one in the future, the Astro core team, they have members doing conference talks all the time. So if you're going to a conference anytime soon, maybe check if there's an Astro talk on the schedule and you'll learn a lot about it and probably more than you need to know to start with Astro right away. So yeah, multiple ways to go about it, but I would say just get started, check out the website and see how it goes. Yep. All right, Eddie, it has been great hearing about your experience in Astro. I I feel like talking to people who create a framework or they're a core contributor, it's very much like you have to take everything with a grain of salt, right? Because it's, it's their bread and butter, it's their pride and joy. Coming from somebody who has spent so many years specifically doing web development and speaking to the strengths and what make you appreciate this, the new kid on the block is cool to hear. And it makes Astro feel like something that can work for everybody. It's not just an evangelist sort of thing that's happening right now. And also appreciate the resources like pointing out the documentation and telling people they can just hop in. It's a cool kind of like refreshing brain space to be in where it's I can just go to one spot. They know what I'm going to try to do and, and I can get it done. So like Eddie said, go check out the documentation and you'll have your idea up there in no time, as it seems. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in my conference talk, for example, I mean, it's it's a prepared demo, right? But in my conference talk, there's like a live demo part where I t- t- basically take my own theme, customize it, and then we deploy it to the internet. And then I, like within the span of five minutes, it's live. And I've also been able to cover all the features in the theme. So if there's a theme that you like and it has some they all have uh, documentation on how you can customize them for example so you can do that take a theme customize it a little bit and you could have a website up in five minutes for it so if the goal is to just have something online it could be a pretty quick experience for sure what's the name of your theme eddie it's Astro Engineering Blog. Astro Engineering Blog. Very creative name, I know. <laughs> so it's a theme that's geared towards building engineering blogs, of course, but also with the aim of supporting multiple authors, co-authoring, all that stuff, but all based in Markdown. Just wanted to throw at least one theme out there so that engineers who are listening to this can have someone to just Google right away. If they want to check out a theme in particular, it was Engineering Blog theme, right? Yeah, yeah. if you just go to the theme section on the Astro website and search for engineering, you'll find it. I believe it's only one of two that have that in the name. Well, Eddie, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you and learning about Astro in the wild. Yeah, thanks, Paul. It was uh, very fun. 